This is the Doctor. President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Hey Who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 59. Lots of underwatery stuff this week. Mm, yeah. In more ways than one. Oh yeah, there is, yeah. The yeah. news. Mm. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed uh, Saturday's um, episode, Under the Lake. Can you believe we're already three episodes into Series 9? Like... All that anticipation, the new series coming, and we're already three episodes in. Yeah, that's nuts. That's mental, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Seeing as it seemed like a like an age before episode nine kicked off, like we were waiting for ages. We probably weren't, but it just felt like we were waiting so long for episode nine to kick off, and then now it's here. We're getting through them pretty quick. It's like, don't go too quick. Don't go too quick. I know. Yeah. 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 It's good times, though. Oh yes, certainly is. Yep. Um, it's what it's one of those cool times whenever there's. Uh, brand new Doctor Who on the TV. It's like the best time to um to kind of virtual people watch, if that makes <laughs> sense. You know when you go out anywhere and it's just cool to sit there and people watch. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit like that on social media where you're just seeing people just kicking off or oh yeah, I know. Or people, you know, it's just really it's really cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I tell you what, I was going to say. I mean, this this series already, um, even though we're only three episodes in, is already like. <laughs> Um, caused loads of discussion and divided <laughs> loads of people. I mean, Doctor Who always does anyway, but yeah, there's already been loads of good good chat going on out there. And I know what you mean. I love it. I love dipping in and just checking out what's going on. Yeah, that's yeah, no, very cool. Um, yeah, just Facebook and Twitter and a couple of forums as well, just people going literally <clears throat> bananas about... Yeah, it's just, it's funny. I mean, plenty of praise. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. there's always, there's always going to be a few that you can't please. No, that's right. And actually, um, yeah, it's, it, this this week's is an interesting one actually because um, I think it's going to be a good good chat this week. I have no idea what you think of it either, so it's going to be an interesting review. I think this week. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing, you know, because people must think, well, you guys must talk, you guys must have a chat and stuff, and we do talk outside of the podcast. But mm. it's weird that we don't talk about the episode at all because we don't want to give anything away before we do our review. So that's quite weird. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's also it's difficult because um, <clears throat> it's difficult not to talk about it as well. And I've I've tried to rate it in, not just with you, but with, with other people as well. Because um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of other podcasts I listen to, and I used to always sort of comment like people do for ours. And I've I've stopped doing that because I think I don't want to put my thoughts out there. Yeah. Because you you'll see it like yeah, on Twitter. You know, I used to tweet or you know comments stuff. I don't want you to sort of know because it's so much more fun going into <laughs> it. I mean, with the first two, um, I I kind of thought. You you know you would like it and and you did but there's always that chance I mean look at Remembrance I thought you'd love Remembrance and you and you really didn't think much of it so there's always that chance but sometimes I sort of think yeah Gary's gonna love this one and then it'll be like no <laughs> but I love that I see you know it's like what yeah 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 I love it when uh, I love it when we have have a slight difference of opinion it gives us a bit of more you know stuff to chat about and I think yeah I think today's review is gonna be interesting I think yes I would say so. Yeah. Talking of bananas, mm-hmm. last week we had a we had a little um a little episode, didn't we? We had uh, a, we had a mini freak out. Yeah, yeah, about the uh, big 
big chief yes. toy of Chris Eccleston, yeah, coming yeah. with a banana. Yeah, one of the accessories, wasn't it? And we were thinking, what what's going on with the with the ninth doctor then and a banana? And we were like, there's definitely something, an episode where something happens with a banana. Yes. And um yeah, so we had a couple of people get in touch. Um uh we had uh Mr. Andy, uh Frank and Allen, we had uh, the guys from Prog to Who. Mark. Oh yes, yeah, I love those guys. And we had Martin, uh, Mr. Martin Badwolf. Yeah, um, I was listening to his podcast the other day. Actually, I, I know he was listening to us because he was saying about how certain people don't get the whole two million being a high viewing figure in the US. So I was like, he's talking about me. He's <laughs> paranoia. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, no, it's a good point. Actually, Martin's got a really good podcast. If you haven't checked out his um, his show, it's worth listening. It's um, if you just do a search for Badwolf. Um, you'll find his podcast. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those guys, they did um, point us in the right direction. So um, it's a scene, I think it's either in the Doctor Dances or um, what's the other parts of that? The Doctor Dances and... The Empty Child. The Empty Child, yeah. So in one of those, the, the bit where um, uh, Jack has got his sonic blaster to create like holes in the wall and stuff like that, um, the Doctor switches it out for a banana. Of course. Yes. And the Doctor's like, go now, don't drop the banana. <laughs> And Captain Jack's like, why not? And Doctor's like, good source of potassium. Yes. So that's the scene that we would we were trying desperately to figure out. And I'm sure you guys were, as we said at the time, you were screaming like, it's this bit in this episode. Um, so thank you, guys. That did drive me nuts for a bit afterwards as well, I must be honest. But You almost went a bit Dalek there. You were like, it is this episode. <laughs> it, yeah, but that's... You're not, you're not turning, are you? Uh, not just yet. No. No. Well, yeah. Um, like hybrid so, yeah that was like that was borderline dalek stroke rant sort of thing wasn't it mm, nearly nearly the voice yeah but anyway thank you very much that was the banana but what have you been up to buddy um well my my annual arrived uh, the one i was talking about on the last podcast oh, um, cool. the, yeah. the tom baker one yeah not bad condition um the, the cover's really good i opened it and like the pages are all, all coming away which is a bit of but i did pay i did get really cheap um, so yeah, I bunged some pictures up on Geek's Handbag of that. It's really, really nice. I love the artwork in it. It's, it's brilliant. Um, and uh, I also pre-ordered Doom Coalition, which I thought I'd already done. Oh. Uh, the new Big Finish 8th Doctor Audio, because it's coming out Monday, I believe. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. It's the, I'm pretty sure it's going out Monday. And yeah, I, was, I mean, I'd, the 8th Doctor on Audio is just superb. And um, I sort of do tend to order them like a couple of weeks before they come out. And as I said, I thought I'd already got this on pre-order and I, people were talking about it, I think, because they announced release date. So I thought, yeah, I'll just check I've got that. And I hadn't, so I quickly got it ordered because the, the price jumps up sometimes, doesn't it? After they get released uh, with Big Finish, they, they sometimes jump up quite a lot. Yes, they do. And I think yeah. at the minute, yeah, it's £20. So, yeah, so I've got that coming. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, I, I, you've got a few Ape Doctor audios on a Big Finish, haven't you? They're brilliant. Yeah, he's so, very so cool. So, so good. Yeah. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah, he's very cool, actually, on, on audio. Well, the um, Dark Eyes series was excellent. So, so good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got high hopes for this one. <laughs> high hopes. Mm. Yeah. What um, about you, mate? What have you been up to? Um, what have I been up to? Not much, really. Um, kind of looking forward to the the signing spectacular that we've got yeah. coming up this Saturday. Yes, I'm very excited about this. I mean, it's going to be good to, to meet up with you because the last time we met up was at the Spectacular Symphonic. Uh, or Symphonic Spectacular even, wasn't it? I think that was oh, yeah. last time. When was that? Was that March or something? Or Gosh, yeah, it was. Probably was, or, yeah. Or something like that, yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was May, actually, I think. Was it May? Yeah, yeah so it's a few months back. So it'd be good to meet up with you again, mate. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to signing it. So first event I've been to run by Phantom. Yeah. Um, so no idea how it's run or what it's like. I did... I did contact them on Facebook, actually, with a couple of questions this week. And they were really quick to reply, which I loved. Uh, do you know what I mean? I, there's nothing worse than sending someone a message and then having to wait days or whatever for a reply. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were straight on it, answered my questions really well. And, um, yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. And there's been loads more guests added since we first booked our ticket. I don't know if you've looked. There has. I'm on, I'm on the site as we speak. Can can you yeah. see the one that I that I'm probably not you, but can you see the one that I'm mega excited about? Um, who wasn't added before? Mm. Um, <clears throat> is it male or female? It's male. Male. Um, is it Andrew Morgan? <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Oh well, uh, yeah, I'm quite yeah, I'm excited to excited about him actually. But no, I'll put you out of your misery. It's Gareth Thomas. Because, oh man, I was going to say that first, but I thought ah, uh, mm. well, he was Blake in Blake Seven, which, as you know, is my favourite program in the universe. Right, um, uh, that <laughs> makes sense now. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Um, I've I've only ever met him once, which was many many years ago when he just randomly turned up. I was at a collector collector mania, um, and he wasn't there he wasn't supposed to be there but he was doing a play down the road and there was a couple of Blake Seven people there and he just turned up to say hello to him and he was the nicest guy ever he signed pictures you know for free he was really just like just having a chat and very very laid back right um and that was many many years ago so I've got a signed picture but I I would love to get a photo with him so as soon as I saw he was appearing there I was like, yes, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing him again and, and hopefully getting a pick with him because uh, it's one I need to tick off the list, if you like. I've got a few like that that I've met, got an autograph, but no picture with, and it kind of bugs me. I like to have the two <laughs> to complete it. Do you know what I mean? I like to have a, an autograph and a photo. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, so I've got to get that box ticked on Saturday. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. It's yeah, going to be cool. great. Um, if, yeah. if any of our listeners are going to the one in Chiswick, let us know. I think a few... A few of our listeners may be going, or I know certainly they're going to the one in a few weeks with Tom Baker, um, which sadly I didn't get a ticket for. But uh, yeah, if anyone out there is listening to this, is going to Chiswick on this Saturday, depending on when you listen to the podcast, let us know, because it's going to be a good day, I think. It will be a good day. There was, um, there was a couple of our listeners going. Um, one of you guys contacted me, actually, to ask if I got my ticket, because one of you guys was in the same boat as me, where you went to get a ticket, but it was sold out. Oh yeah, and then we both got our email on the same day to say that um, some tickets have popped up. So um, I know that at least two people were in that boat. Um, so yeah, it should be a good day. I'm looking forward to um, to getting a, a pick and um, and an autograph from Sylvester because he was the doctor that I missed out when we went to the big no, we went to the day of the doctors uh, convention. Oh yes, yes, yes. I did the two bakers, but I didn't do McCoy. So I'll I'll um. I'll nab his autograph and hopefully a pick as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because then the autograph price isn't too bad at this event, is it? Because I think generally they tend to be the ones we've been to before. They're quite sort of high for like Sylvester. And I think he's £10, isn't he, at this one? He's a tenner, yeah. They're normally like but, 25 quid or something. Yeah, I was going to say it's pretty reasonable, I think. Um, so, yeah, definitely grab him, mate. Who else are you looking forward to seeing? There's Sophie Aldred, who played A. She's lovely, you know. She's really worth chatting to. Yeah. Um, Bonnie Langford's there. Yeah. Um, uh, our, um, our mate Daphne Daphne Ashbrook she's yep. there yeah 
I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna hold her. She did say we were going out for a pint, so I'm gonna hold her to that. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. So she's there. Uh, who else have we got? Um, Gareth Thomas, obviously. Um, Nida, what's his name? Peter Niles. Peter Miles. Yep. Niles. Yeah, he's there. Um, um, Sharon yeah. Juice. Now you probably don't remember her, but she used to be in um, a program I love called Big. Big deal. So I'm right. going to get my DVD signed by her. Yeah, it's, it's, it's loads of people there. I just can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So if any of you guys are going, um, let's uh, let's meet up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, what, spot us a mile off. What time does it start? Is it midday? Is it or something? Yeah, it is, which I'm glad about because that's one of the other things. When when we've been to the one in Slough, who runs that? Tenth Planet, isn't it? They always start around nine, ten o'clock. So you've you know, you have to kind of either get up really early or stay over like you did. Yeah. Um, at least this one starts at 12. So, you 12 know, 30 actually. 12 30. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. That gives me plenty of time to, to drift over because Chiswick's not the easiest part of London for me to get to. There's a few changes and, you know, but yeah, it's, yeah, the fact it starts at 12 30 gives me plenty of time to get there, which is cool. Yeah. I'm thinking, um, I might get there early. Whiz round Forbidden Planet for some stuff. All right, yeah. Head on over to Chiswick, yeah, cool. Sounds good. Anyways, um, what else been up to? I don't think I think that's about it. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to track. Oh, um, I think it was last week or the week before. Uh, one of you guys sent me a link to the um, Pop Funko Tenth um, uh, Doctor David Tennant in the orange suit, um, and I was too late again to order it, and it sold out. So, if you guys come across it anywhere in stock, please let me know. I have yet to see that, yeah. I, every time I get a link or whatever, it's never there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be cool to grab that one to match the uh, the 12th Doctor in his orange suit. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's all good. Shall we do the news, buddy? Okay, let's get into it. First up in the news, um, now, <laughs> so sitting there on, when was this? What day was this? It's a weekday, wasn't it? It was a Tuesday, I think. Was it Tuesday? I think it was Monday or mm. Tuesday. Um, sitting there minding my own business <laughs> and I see a load of tweets with people going mad mm. saying, is everybody looking forward to the to the announcement and the news later and, and blah, blah, blah and X, Y, Z. And I was thinking, what news is this? I don't know of any announcement and stuff like that. So anyway, delved a little bit deeper and apparently, um, well, at the time, I was like, well, apparently there's a there's a really big announcement coming up. Um, and the official Doctor Who Twitter account started putting things out like um, uh, there's going to be huge a, a huge announcement. I think it was at 10 p.m. Huge in great big capital letters, wasn't yeah, it? They huge. Put, yeah, huge announcement. Yes, and there was also some other people, um, some other bloggers and and tweeters and podcasters and stuff who um, somehow had, who was privy to this information were also saying, yes, you guys are going to love this. It's it's great news. It's massive news for fans, old and new, classic and new and all that stuff. It was fun actually um, 
just looking at other people's theories of what it would be as well. Do you know what I mean, there was the theories that were coming out were were so um, varied and wide. It was it was amazing some of the stuff that people thought it might be. You know, missing episodes and and the you know the big finish audios for new series. Loads of stuff coming out. It was the, you know fandom was going nuts basically. Yeah, they were going nuts, and like you say, they were coming up with loads of theories and loads of ideas and all that kind mm. of stuff. And I kind of got swept away with it a little bit. I'll be honest. I was like, wow, this, what's going on? You know, if, if the BBC, um, uh, sorry, if the official Doctor Who uh, account is, you know, saying that there's huge news coming up and stuff, this must be big. This must I would be have, awesome. I was, I was going to put money on it being a new companion, you know. That's what I thought it was going to be. Do you I know, thought they were going to announce a new companion. Yeah, I, I thought that at first, you know. I thought... Mm-hmm. Is it going to be something like that? But then I thought, mm, they probably want to weave that into the storyline a bit later on in the series. So Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought, well, this must be big. And I got swept up in all the hype and stuff. Um, and you guys, let's not you know beat around anymore. You guys know about it already anyway. But they've announced a new spin-off show uh, called Class, mm. which is going to be out next year, I believe. Yeah, I think so, yeah. On BBC Three. On BBC Three, yeah. Um, And it's, from what I understand and from what we know about it so far, it's um, it's written by a guy called Patrick Ness, Mm -hmm. who, um, from what I understand, has been around for quite a while now and has wrote a fair few um, uh, decent novels and stuff um, and some bits for TV. And so he's kind of taken this, he's taken the ball by the horns, basically. When we've had shows before... Um, it's always been written by, they've kind of gone down the route like with Doctor Who where they've had a uh, a main showrunner or something like that and then they've got like guest writers and stuff but mm. he's writing every episode. So he, this guy's just um, sort of taken it and ran with it and and uh, yeah, so it's kind of like his his baby really, his, his, yeah. his thing, which is cool. Um, now, the actual idea of a spin-off show um, I think is very, very cool. Uh, the reason for that is because if the BBC and, you know, other people have got, you know, that much faith in Doctor Who and, um, you know, its reach and, you know, its audience and stuff, that they want to invest in making additional shows like they did with Sarah Jane and Torchwood and so on. That That is a really good thing. I think you'll agree. Yeah, definitely. A very good yeah. thing. Because if they're going to invest more money into making more programs around the whole Doctor Who universe, then... They they must be, and and also it cancels out the whole um, the whole theory when tabloids and loads of people saying that Doctor Who is, you know, on the verge of being axed and all that sort of stuff. Because yeah, yeah, it kind of just cancels and shuts all them people up because they wouldn't be investing loads of money into making a, you know, a mainstream TV show if there wasn't any, you know, if there wasn't any scope for improvement and for growth and stuff. So that's all really cool. Mm. Um, so on that side of it. Um, I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing what it's about. I mean, I'm not over the moon about the concept and the idea. I think it's a bit, um, I think it's potentially a little bit aimed towards the younger viewer. Oh, I think so. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously, um, a, a Coal Hill school kind of thing. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's a, a younger viewer thing, but I'm interested to see what it's about. And I'll, I'll definitely be watching at least the first couple of episodes to see what it's like. Yeah. My problem and you guys, you probably would have seen, you know, um, my tweets and stuff on this. My problem was the way that the BBC handled the announcement. Especially considering, like you just said, 
where this program, you know, the audience this program is going to be aimed at. Yeah. You know, the the time of the announcement was like 10 o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just after 10 p.m. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is kind of counterproductive to their target audience because, mm. you know, if they're going to be putting this this new spin-off show aimed at like school kids and it's um, um, it's around, you know, the whole teenager thing, you'd have thought that they would have put something out a bit earlier. Yeah. And also I'm kind of, I'm kind of miffed that they got everyone they got every wait, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm miffed, I tell you. I'm I'm miffed that they got everybody worked up into a frenzy at bloody ten o'clock at night to announce a spin off show for younger viewers. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were. I mean, the reaction, I think it's fair to say, was pretty bad. Um, and I think, it, yeah, when people actually calmed down, I mean, I, you know, I'm guilty of this as well. Once I'd calmed down and thought about it, I was a lot more happy about the, the fact we're getting a spin-off. But it was the way it was built up and the yeah. time that they announced it. It just, and I think it's it's not what everyone was expecting. It was, so, I mean, who expected them to do a spin-off about Coal Hill School? Yeah, I mean, I never, yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. Um, so the the reaction, I mean, it just, I, I mean, I was sat there trawling through Twitter and the the official Dot Two Facebook, and the comments, every single one, I very very few positive comments. It was just a barrage and almost of abuse. Um, and I kind of, once I'd got over my initial annoyance at the BBC, nothing to do really. Now I think about it, nothing to do with the actual announcement. But like you said, just the way it was handled. Once I'd got over that initial uh, annoyance, I kind of felt sorry for the Patrick Ness, the, the writer, because you know if he was if that was me, I'd have been absolutely destroyed, uh, mortified <laughs> by what I was reading because people were really going at it. Yeah. Um. And but it is, I, I totally blame the BBC and the way they announced it and handled it because they built it up to be something massive and to be fair it's good news in retrospect but it's not it didn't warrant the way that they built it up I don't think like you said they it should have been announced earlier for the audience that it's presumably aimed at um like you I'll give it a chance obviously I'm going to watch it and see you know what it's about but it it's not it's not a spin-off I would have particularly been I'm not particularly excited about it, if I'm honest. I, I will watch it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And also, it's on BBC Three, which is... Is that even going to be around next year? I mean... What's, um, no. Yeah. So, is this just going to be an online spin-off? That's the other thing I don't quite get. Well, from what I can see, um, and I've only had a look at um, uh, Patrick's uh, tweets on this. I think he answered this to somebody a couple of days ago. But All right. I think what's going to happen is it's going to go out online... Um, on BBC Three Online, because I'm pretty sure it will it would have been taken off broadcast by them. Mm. It will go out online, and then it's going to be repeated on BBC One or Two. Oh, right. Okay. I think, but it's going to go out. It's going to go out first online, I believe. Yeah, that could change if the BBC put their dates back for when they're going to take BBC Three offline for broadcast. I'm not sure, but I think that's the plan at the moment. And obviously, it'll be on iPlayer and stuff like that as well. So. If it had been the patch, uh, I can never say it, you know, the Jenny and Strax and the Paternoster gang, the Paternoster. If it had yeah. been them, everyone would have been, no one would have been too surprised because that's been floating around as a rumor for years, isn't it? But yeah. yeah, I just think it took everyone completely by by surprise. I just think everyone was a bit like, 
what the you know when it was announced it just wasn't what people are expecting yeah. um i think but yeah well you know <laughs> let's we'll give it a chance won't we we'll give it see what it's like let's let's not let's not be down on it till it's aired but no. yeah it still feels like a bit of a it's more yeah it's more a complaint against the um the bbc pr people who are running yeah. the twitter account you know they could have picked a much more suitable um time slot for that and could have worded it a lot differently because yeah there was a big backlash the people a lot of people were miffed at, at the um at the anticlimax of what the news actually was which is disappointing for patrick really because it must be great for him you know to have his own doctor who show mm. and then just to have all that negativity because it was handled badly pr wise anyway but yeah mm. and I'm also st- he must be feeling the pressure to deliver as well yeah, yeah. in big time yeah i'm still but- gutted a little bit mate yeah, well, same here. I'm, well, no, I'm gutted that we haven't got our Clive spin-off. Oh, yeah. The now Adventures that, that of Clive. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. The Adventures of Clive. Yeah. I might write that for Big Finish. I might put it to them and say, look, <laughs> you, Clive, you're missing a trick with this one. Yeah. Listen, we need, to, we need to meet the actor and pitch it to him, don't we? We have to take him out for a pint and say, look, got this brilliant idea for a spin-off. He'll be like, you've probably forgotten he even played that character. <laughs> <laughs> Clive. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. probably a bit, who's Clive? Yeah, right, okay. I've forgotten. The, what's his name? That actor? Do you remember? Oh, jeez! No. No. God, we're so bad. But I should should never ask a name question. We're, we're terrible, aren't we? We're Any- horrible. <laughs> <with names. laughs> anyway, moving on swiftly. Yeah. Uh, in other news, um, there's a new Lego set been released. Obviously, this Doctor Who Lego um, is really building up now, isn't it? Uh, it's coming out in December, I think. Is that when it they're is. all released? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, not too far away. Just in time for Christmas. Yes, I mentioned the C word. Um, so, yeah, it's a new set. <laughs> coming out and it's a good one it's the TARDIS and the TARDIS console uh, and what's cool is the TARDIS kind of opens up so you can connect it to the console a bit like it is in the program isn't it so you've got the console yeah. and then the TARDIS doors uh, or you can just close the TARDIS up and have it as the TARDIS and it looks very cool I really like the look of it so this is coming out I think it's due out on the 1st of December um, I'm just looking to see if we got a price though because some of this Lego I think it, this one's 50 quid yeah, 50 quid, isn't it, retail? Yeah. Lego's not cheap. It's not, is it? No. I have to say, though, I'm a big fan of Lego. I've got quite a yeah, bit of Lego, yeah. mostly um, like Star Wars stuff. But I, I'm tempted with this, you know, because I think it looks mm. really cool. I think it's one of those sets where I I don't think they're going to make too much. I don't think we're going to see much more of Doctor Who Lego after this. No? I don't think so, because this is just one of their... Because the reason why this came about is because every year they do a they open up like um, submissions from fans to say what would you like to see, you know, in in Lego this year, and it's up to the fans to kind of put through submissions of what they want to see. And last year I think it was Ghostbusters. Um, they brought out Ecto One, didn't they? That you could build. Yeah. And the year before that, I think it was Back to the Future and something else. Um, but they haven't released any sets beyond those. So I think this is the only official Lego Doctor Who Lego set we'll get for a while. And, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see too much else in the, in the short term. Fair enough, so yeah. it could be a cool thing to have on the basis that this might be a one-off. Mm. It does look um, great. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures now. I, I really like the look of it. Yeah. I, I was a bit miffed that the, the Doctor's in his... He's in Matt's sort of costume, isn't it? It's as if they've given him a promo image from um, Time of the Doctor and they've used that because he's, he's not got the Capaldi outfit on. I know there is 
there is a version of him in his costume, I think, in a different pack. So I was a little bit miffed. But having said that, it does look great. It's, the figure itself looks really cool. I do yeah. love it. But yeah, was, when I first saw it, I was like, well, that's, that's not the 12th costume. Just being a bit of a geek. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do love the look of it. I think it looks really, really cool. It does look very cool. Yeah. And yeah, so when was that, mate? Um, 1st of December. 1st of December, recommended retail price, forty nine ninety nine. But yeah, I'm going to be asking Santa for that one. Cool. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah. Next up, um, we've got some details released now for the upcoming um, release of the Underwater Menace. Oh, that's finally give us some, some, something yeah. to go on. Yeah, because it went up for pre-order with no details. It was just um, you were kind of ordering blind, if you like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there was some details popped up on um, some other sites, but you know, I guess now it's on the BBC site, we can take it as as read. So, um, so. It's going to be the, um, it's going to be the, I'm not sure if it's remastered. Uh, yeah, it is remastered. So um, this is going to contain um, the two um, existing episodes that we have um, as remastered, which is quite cool. And then the two missing episodes will be um, just Recons. audio. Yeah, audio with like the, the photos and stills and stuff. Mm. Um, so you kind of get in half half your story there in remastered stuff which is which is okay i suppose it's, yeah, it's better I mean, than not having it at all i was gonna say we'd all prefer animation but the, at the end of the day considering this was wiped off the schedule at one mm -hmm. point i think we're just glad it, it's getting released to be honest i'll take it yeah yeah no i agree um but we have got um we have got the special features announced now and it's um it's about an hour's worth so there's going to be a commentary for episode one um with um michael troughton mm -hmm. um and we're also going to have commentary on the other episodes from um, Annika Wills, Fraser Hines, Catherine Howe. Um, and then we've got um, uh, a, a feature called A Fishy Tale, um, which is a, a cast and crew kind of look back at this story, I, see, yeah. I, I guess. Um, Narrated by Peter Davison, I've just seen, which is quite cool. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. I didn't, mm. Do you know what? I didn't, I didn't consider or even... Or even think that any other doctor would be part of it, really. But that's very no. cool. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a feature called um, the Television Center of the Universe, or the second part of it, anyway. I'm, I'm. Can I just quickly say I'm really pleased that this is finally seeing the light of day, actually, because I, I really enjoyed part one of this, and I'd completely forgotten that they never got round to, to sort of finishing it. So, as well as actually getting the Underwater Menace, we're finally getting part two of this feature. So, for that. Uh, I'm really, really grateful because it's good. I really liked part one. What what story was part one included in? I'd, well, that's the thing. I can't remember. It's so long ago. But um, no, I really, I can't remember. But I remember it is a really good little, you know, because Janet Fielding and Peter Davison just really, like, you know, spark off each other. And they were just being really sarcastic and walking around television center, giving you a few anecdotes and, and Mark Strickson as well. It was just a really lighthearted um, sort of little documentary, if you like, just, going around the BBC Television Centre. Um, and, and obviously there were serious bits as well, but it was a really nice little documentary. So I'm glad that we're finally getting the second part of it because presumably this had just been completely shelved yeah. um, at one point. So, yeah, it's good. It's good that it's coming out. Yeah, that is good. Um, yeah. So that makes up your special features, really. So all in all, it's um, it, it's quite cool. Like you say, it would have been nice to have um, some animation in there just to make it flow a bit better. But oh, yeah. I think it's still going to be a, a, a decent... A decent pickup, though. 
it's just good. Just just having some more Trouton in the collection is yeah can never be a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I do struggle with the recons. I tend to zone out. Um, I have to be <laughs> honest, but but um, but yeah, I just I'm really looking forward to getting this finally. Actually, really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, cool. Right. So in some other brilliant news, my goodness, this is good news. <laughs> the War Doctor is coming back via Big Finish, and this again took me a bit by the surprise actually yeah. when they announced this because they they'd been sort of teasing with this Gallifreyan picture that some news was coming and thankfully this news didn't disappoint so yeah john hurt is reprising the role of the war doctor in 12 new full cast dot two audio plays that's cool. um yeah. yeah it's just brilliant the artwork is superb as well we've got mm-hmm. a picture of him with this dalek and like these look like drills or something don't they behind him and yeah th- yeah this is just awesome news and as if that wasn't you know good enough on the back of it they also announced that there's going to be a new eighth doctor set called the time war um which is i presume is going to be a box set it's a prequel Uh, a prequel yeah prequel so even more mcgann coming so two amazing releases on their way from big finish and uh you can probably tell from my voice i'm i'm kind of gushing a little bit (laughs) i'm really really excited by these i yeah i just think it's fantastic you know the war doctor john hurt brilliant yeah it's just another awesome solid piece of good news from those guys this year big finish have just knocked it out the park every single time they must i don't know but somebody must be earning a nice bonus there they (laughs) they must have said to somebody if you can get like at least half a dozen you know amazing contracts sorted out with some decent actors from who you know well you know they're just really cool can we can we have a job i'd love i'd love it we'll we'll work for you guys we'll do whatever you want we'll make the tea (laughs) <laughs> I would. I yeah. actually would. I'd be do, happily do that. Um, I'll tell you what. An, an added bonus to this as well is that in the in the um, John Hurt audio, it's called "Only the Monster," isn't it? The War Doctor, "Only the Monster." Again, great title. Um, is also starring Jacqueline Pierce, who played Servalan in Blake Seven, and I adore her. So, oh, I just can't tell you how much I'm like buzzing over this. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. That first. That first one. Only the monstrous. Oh, only the monstrous, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I told, you I, I told you my eyesight was bad. I was saying this earlier. My eyesight's getting really bad. I need to get some new glasses. <laughs> yeah. Only the monstrous, yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about this and the um, the Paul McGann one called The Time War. Yeah, that's going to be a couple more pre-orders to go in the old bank. It is. Although, yeah, yeah this the, the War Doctor one comes out in, is it December? Um, I'm just trying to find it, but the actual the the Time War, the Ape Doctor, the Time War, I don't think comes out to 2017. So you've got a bit of uh, time to save up for that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't actually I haven't got the actual release date for the the War Doctor one here, but I believe it's I believe it's December. Um, I think so. Yeah. So the 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 War Doctor one, um, yes, that is out December two. Yeah, I've just seen it December, December. this year. Yeah. yeah, and then the the other one is is scheduled for 2017. So, yeah, a bit of a bit of a gap between the two, but hey, still cool though. It's brilliant. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you like you said, big finish. You guys are knocking it out of the park. Yeah, 20, 20 quid pre-order. Oh, yeah, amazing. Take good. my money now. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Take my plastic money now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So well done, big finish guys. Always, I mean, I was looking forward to that announcement more than you, when after that announcement, kind of catastrophe mm. from from the Beeb, um, and then I think it was yesterday or the day before that when they 
I saw the Big Finish Twitter account, like we've got some news. I was more excited and had more faith in the Big Finish announcement that it would be something very cool. Yeah. And they didn't disappoint. No, they didn't. Oh, you so. just reminded me, actually. Yeah, you got me in trouble with my mum. Me? She, yeah, you. Because oh. <laughs> she saw your... Um, she saw your thing apologizing for your language on Twitter, oh, yeah. um, but she assumed it was me. She was like, oh, I saw you've been been using foul language on Twitter. I said, what? I said, no, it wasn't me. I said, I kind of joined in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But she, yeah, she would just assume it was me because she knows what I'm like. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, anyone that knows you would assume it was you, mate. Yeah, she did. She just gave me a dis, um, what do you call it? She didn't believe me. She still thinks it's me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got to mention something before we move on to the review. Mm -hmm. because I know 100% I will forget later. Um, when we came to do the trivia question last week, oh yes, um, I said that somebody got it right, but I couldn't figure out what it was. It was the question that we asked two weeks ago, um, on what date was Victorian Clara born? Um, and it was Alex Kingdom. Uh, you, you sent a notification through on Facebook, and um, you got it absolutely right. It was the 23rd of November, 1866. Well done, Alex. Yeah, so just wanted to pop that in there because I will definitely forget <laughs> later. So well done, Alex. Cool. Uh, right, review time. What oh, are we yeah. doing this week, dude? For this week, we are doing Under the Lake. So what have we got? Moran dies, and then those things appear. They can walk through walls. They only come out at night. This sort of see-through. Dr. Wade, you're not saying... They're ghosts! They're ghosts! You said there was no such thing. You actually poo-pooed the ghost theory. Yes, well, 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 there was no such thing as uh, socks or smartphones and badges until there suddenly were. Besides, what else could they be? They're not holograms. They're not flesh avatars. They're not autons. They're not digital copies bouncing around the nethersphere. No, these people are literally, actually dead. Wow. This is it's amazing. I've never actually met a proper ghost. Capaldi on fire? Yeah, definitely. He looked like he was um, really enjoying this episode, didn't he? He looked yeah. like he's in his element a bit, actually. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. So, um, Toby Whithouse, <laughs> always pronounced that wrong, written by Toby Whithouse. Yeah. Got a bit of a re reputation, a lot of fans like him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that, what we're we doing, that wasn't a very, very enthusiastic intro. It's like, yeah. Mm, mm, bit hard on, hmm. Okay. So, what's this one about then? Right. So, this is an easy one. Yeah. Um, we are, we're, as the viewer, we're plopped into like an under, under the sea. Or an under the hold on, an under the lake. Sorry, hence the title. Mm. Idiot. So we're plopped as the viewer under the lake um, of a team of um, uh, team of explorers, archaeologists, people. Yeah, I guess. Uh, who, yeah, who are studying this um, this town that's been uh, kind of submerged in this lake for like really long time by the look of it. Um, so they've set up this underwater base and um, they recover this alien spacecraft, um, which seems to be empty, which is bizarre. Um, one of the crew members um, gets killed at the beginning, comes back as a ghost, along with this other ghost who we don't know much about just yet. Mm -hmm. um, 
and then take it upon themselves to try and immediately kill the other the other crew members as you do as you do when you turn into a ghost um the doctor arrives um by way of the tardis um which i thought was which was which was interesting um tardis wasn't happy was it tardis I, was not happy no nice little scene that what's wrong yeah mm. Mm. um and then the doctor and clara just go into um sherlock holmes mode um and try and find out what these ghosts are and why they're trying to kill the crew and that's basically a lot at the moment that's pretty much it yeah for part one isn't it yeah, yeah at the moment yeah for part one so mm. um and then there's some other little bits as well like you know there's a there's a dodgy crew member and um there was a lot yeah. of back and forth, like a lot back of running forth, yeah. in front of the ghost, trapping the ghost, running away from the ghost. There's a lot of that going on, wasn't there? Quite a lot of talking. Yes. Um, there was a lot of questions being asked. I like that. There's, a lot, there's quite a lot of mystery, mm-hmm. you know, going on. Yeah. Mm. And um, so that's basically it. And I can t- I've can, i got a feeling, I don't know why, but I've got a feeling that you weren't a fan of this one. Right. Well, this is where <laughs> it's interesting because on a first watch, I was completely underwhelmed. I, I I thought I thought the humour was clunky. I found it really slow. Um, it d- didn't really engage me. I liked the ghosts. That was about it. Um, and I, I I think it's because the first I enjoyed the first two episodes so much that this is such a change in pace. It just didn't sit right with me. However, <laughs> thank goodness I gave it another watch. Because obviously I, I do always do that to make some notes. First time I watch it, just to soak it in. Second time I watch it, make some notes. And my goodness, I I really... Oh, I wouldn't say 100% changed my opinion. I don't think it's a perfect episode by far. But but I I did enjoy it an awful lot more on the second watch. An awful lot more. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I liked it. I, I do actually think it's quite a, a good episode. Um, I think I just on the first watch, I just found it quite... The pacing to it is very slow. There was a lot of talking, a lot of dialogue. As I said, a lot of sort of running away, getting, you know, from the ghosts and stuff. And I felt it wasn't going anywhere. And, and actually, the humour, I don't know. The first time I watched it, I just found it a bit sort of forced in. Like there was sort of lines where the Doctor was saying about meeting Shirley Bassey and all that sort of thing. I don't know. It just it didn't work for me the first time I watched it. But, but yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more on the second watch. A lot more. Okay. So, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, because I really enjoyed it just straight off the bat. Really? Yeah. A lot the... of people did. A lot of fans are going nuts about it, saying it's like the best episode, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, a lot right. of fans loved it. Yeah. No, that has, it has been um, well-received, put it that way. I think it's been mm. more so than the first two. Yeah, I think it has, actually, yeah. Yeah, um, and I can see why. I'm, I really I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'll tell you, before we get into the details of some scenes and characters and stuff, the reason why I enjoyed it, I mean, I really, really enjoyed it, is because it was kind of, it kind of had a classic Who feel to it. Mm. And what I mean by that is it it had a classic feel to it by default because it's a two-parter. So we had that really, we've got these really nice cliffhangers now. Yes. And that feels really classic Who anyway. But it also had a very... Um, it was kind of strange because in terms of classic who it was very much a case of um you know you know like something like i don't know um the ark in space kind of thing mm. you know where they're just plopped in somewhere plopped into as a mystery yeah and it's yeah. you know they're kind of investigating what's going on stuff like that um 
and it, it kind of had a nice a nice twist on both classic and modern who for me because mm. it had like a real classic-y feel to it where there wasn't a lot of um a huge amount of action and kind of over the top special effects or explosion or anything like that it was very much a kind of conversation and back and forth and trying to figure stuff out which is cool but it also had that kind of modern uh sort of cool feel to it it, it was very much like the waters of mars i thought yeah you know the waters of mars where they're just there's a it's very similar where there's a crew one of them goes and then the others kind of follow not too much in this one but you know it was that it had that vibe to it as well and i really i really enjoyed that about this episode see that that's one of the i agree with you about having the old school feel i definitely think that which is a plus um but but that's what you said later is one of the things i sort of distracted me from enjoying the episode is i kind of felt i'd seen this before we'd got like an undersea you know underground base a group of slightly annoying slightly likable characters getting killed off one by one it reminded me of um the satan pit actually oh yes yeah. you know where you keep seeing like there's even the bit with the guy floating away and he's dead and mm -hmm. so yeah i think the first time i watched it i was kind of thinking oh we're treading <laughs> for one of a better word we're treading old ground here right <laughs> you know um it just felt a bit unoriginal as the setting for me and i i kind of i don't know i don't really like stories particularly where we get a, a group of these sort of think they're funny sort of you know like the underground base sort of group of people because i mean that's the thing i didn't like about um last christmas you know just all these unlikable yeah. characters and stuff and so i think when, when this episode started as i say, i think on a first watch i was thinking oh it just wasn't grabbing me at all i've seen all this before um but i have to say yeah that they weren't unlikable in fact pretty much well apart from one character which i suppose is supposed to be unlikable um yeah uh, you know, they they weren't too bad, actually, the cast in this. I have to say, they were certainly a lot better than, than some sort of uh, of the groups of cast we've had. So, yeah, they they weren't too bad. As I say, I, I definitely dug this episode more a lot on on a second watch and and enjoy, and quite enjoyed, actually, the, the cast um, yeah. in this. I thought they were pretty decent. The only one I thought was, was rubbish was uh, Pritchard. Um, I think he was supposed to be annoying. You know, the guy who was giving out his business cards, and yep. he was supposed to be annoying. I mean, the, the, it did create some nice scenes for the doctor when, like, when he was saying, "Why is this guy still talking to me?" <laughs> sort of thing. You know, you yeah. know he, but he was a bit too. I, I was so pleased when he when he got it, and he actually made quite a good ghost as well. I think because of the brilliant costume, you know, um, he actually looked really cool as a as a ghost. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, he he kind of annoyed me straight away because I hate it when actors come in and I. And I feel like they're giving a sort of over-the-top performance. And for me, he he was jarring with me. Thankfully, he wasn't in it for very long. So, right. yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, apart from him, I actually thought the supporting cast were fairly decent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not too yeah. bad. Yeah. I thought the supporting cast were okay, to be honest. Yeah. I thought they were, they were pretty good. That guy, Pritchard, uh, Steve Robertson, I think he was meant to be kind of annoying and yeah stuff like that so he he did play that part pretty well because you did feel like oh god who's this guy he was um, just a bit over the top of the voice and everything i was just like oh this guy's rubbish okay. it, it, it takes me out of the story because it was sort of like you know the sets were good it was nicely lit it was very atmospheric and then you got this guy giving this kind of stage performance it was like oh god you know yeah. but but yeah apart from him they, they weren't too bad um cass yeah. was good the sign language lady yeah. i like her yeah i was yeah. gonna say what did you think to putting a um to putting a deaf person in there to use sign and stuff it's quite quite cool very cool yeah. and I, lo I love the fact um that it you know when they were trying to read what the ghost was saying because that's one thing i really liked 
you know, this this thing that the ghosts are saying something, they're mouthing something. Um, and that was nice that she could obviously read it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, she worked really well, I thought. And and also the guy that was with her, is it called, is he Lun? Is it Lun? Lun, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Again, perfectly, you know, decent performance. Uh, yeah, they, they worked well together. Um, I thought they were quite good. Yeah. Okay. The other ones were a bit forgettable. I don't can't even because those are the two that stick in my mind. Mm-hmm. Cass and Lunn. Um, there was a guy with glasses. I think he had sort of one mildly comic scene where he tries to draw the ghosts away. Actually, that yeah, what's his name? Yeah, that was. Um, I think his name was Bennett. I think it's Arsha Ali. He's the one that nearly gets yep. killed by the giant spanner, isn't he? Or is it Zach? Or is it Zach? Um, yeah, he's the one. Yeah, he's the one where he gets the the ghost follows him into. Because that was quite an intense scene, I thought, when yeah. the ghost lifted that giant span. Because it yeah. went on for ages. I was thinking, <laughs> I, I thought they were, I thought he was going to get killed, but they were just going to cut at the last second. Um, and then, obviously, like they, he he doesn't get killed; he just drops the spanner. But that seemed to be really a really intense scene to me. I was really like, oh, they're pushing the boundary just slightly there, mm-hmm. um, in in a good way. Yeah. So yeah, overall yeah. supporting cast, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Um, We've certainly seen a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, we have, yeah. Um, So they were quite cool. Do you know what I mean about that, though, about it being a bit of an unoriginal thing? As I said, we sort of got it in last Christmas, you know, again, a group of sort of this group of um, whatever they're supposed to be. I don't know, it just felt a little bit unoriginal to me on a first watch. Like, I've kind of been here and done this. I think it, yeah, I think it did to an extent where Mm. we've got that, where the story set up is quite familiar. You're familiar, got, yeah. Yeah, where we've got a group of people who are going about their business. Something tragic happens, and then the doctor shows up and mm. investigates what's going. You know, so we've seen that before, but I think that this story kind of gets away with it because we haven't really seen much in the way of the whole. I, I mean, I still don't think that they're actual ghosts in the true sense. Um, you know, I, I think we've we've not had this angle before where the doctor's actually admitted that. Because remember when um, we did our review of Listen? Was mm. it Listen or Hide? No, Hide. Hide. When we did our review of Hide, we picked up on the point that the Doctor immediately knows that it's not a ghost, for mm. sure. And that, however, did set up the whole scene about those two people in that house actually ghost hunting and trying to communicate with you know the other side, so to speak. And the Doctor yeah. immediately knows that it's not that at all. It's just like a pocket dimension and all that stuff. Yeah. Whereas in this one, the Doctor doesn't know at all what's going on. And the only conclusion that he can come up with is what he dismissed immediately, which was that they're ghosts. Yeah, so, which is a n- nice nice scene, actually, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting that, that, that they, they've taken that angle where, you know, as intelligent and as wise as the Doctor is at this point, he doesn't actually know what's going on. So he just goes along with the, the ghost thing. Yeah, and I like the fact... Cool. Yeah, because I didn't really get it on the first watch, but the second time they turned out to be so the symbols that that they can't translate um, turns out to sort of be a reference point. What was it? it? Was the sword of Orion, the dark, the sword, the, the, the forsaken, the temple, isn't it? Yeah, They're like coordinates. Coordinate. Yeah, and the, and these ghosts are sort of mouthing those coordinates, and the more people that turn into ghosts, the stronger the signal. That's the sort of gist of it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah kind of works. I kind of, I kind of like that. It's got a bit more to it than I originally sort of thought, if you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was quite creepy as well that you couldn't understand what the what the ghosts were repeating over and over again. I loved that, yeah. yeah that I was... thought that... Yeah, go on. 
no, I guess I thought the ghost looked looked great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved that. The, the, the whole that was very creepy. Yeah, it gave them a sort of extra sort of um, an extra edge. This, what are they mouthing? Yeah, it gave yeah it gave them, again another question. Yeah, um, and they looked brilliant. They looked scary. Um, the eyes they slightly remind me of Davros though with the blackened out <laughs> eyes, but especially the the ghost at the end, which we'll talk about with the cliffhanger. But but um, but yeah yeah, I thought the ghost looked brilliant. Um, I liked the fact that they sort of built in strength because. At first, they didn't sort of want to kill the Doctor and Clara. And then they sort of suddenly did. And the bit where the hand come through the wall, mm-hmm. uh, I thought was brilliant because I wasn't expecting it. It's, it's, yeah, I thought the ghosts were brilliant. Um, and it was all to do with them seeing the writing, wasn't it? Once you've seen it, you can then be killed. So that was a nice twist as well, I thought. Um, yeah, that was yeah. quite cool. So and there's lots of good ideas in there. Yeah, there is. And um, there was it was like the little things, really, that... You, that kind of had you puzzling what was going on and mm. it wasn't until you kind of follow the story along with the doctor and you're trying to um trying to unravel what's going on that you pick up on stuff as well so like at the beginning when they go into when the doctor and clara go into the into the spaceship that they recover and they see those symbols on the word on the wall mm. the doctor's confused as to why the tardis hasn't translated it yes so that they can read it and then you kind of think well yeah why that, you know, there's obviously there's obviously something more sinister there. There's something going on that we don't know about, and mm. it was kind of cool as you're following the Doctor and Clara down this through this journey as well to try and figure out what's going on. So it kind of had you guessing and trying to figure stuff out as you were watching it. You know, kind of unravel as well, which is quite cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, I'll agree with that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so picking up on the ghosts, I mean, they look quite scary at times. I mean, overall, they didn't, they weren't that scary, and. Um, uh, I can imagine, however, that a lot of kids would have found it very scary. Mm. Well, it was put on very late, wasn't it? It was about half eight that this started, which is quite late for a Doc 2. Yeah. Um, and people were wondering if it was because it had been touted as um, a really scary episode. I'd, I don't think it lived up to that. Uh, I don't think it was a really scary episode. But yeah, no. like I said, I'm sure younger viewers would have found them because of the look of them. And, you know, they, they were very yeah. menacing, you know. It wasn't a scary episode at all. No. There, no. there wasn't anything remotely scary or i mean because it wasn't a traditional ghost story no and i think they tried to achieve some of that with hyde as as we mentioned on that review the first kind of 20 minutes is very much a traditional haunted house Mm. uh ghost story but with this episode um when they had like the lead up to it we had like a couple of tv spots and stuff like that it did say things like you know a very creepy doctor who story and stuff Mm. like that but i didn't find it scary at all not one bit of it i mean the only thing that was a bit creepy was when the camera kind of uh zoomed in on on the ghosts themselves and you see like the hollow eyes and and that sort of stuff i found it a little bit creepy and i can see why a lot of young kids might find it a bit scary to watch but Mm. in terms of the story being scary or anything like that it wasn't a proper ghost story really it was more of a i find it I, i found it more um more kind of um investigatory yeah you know kind of you know figuring out what's going on more of a more More of a mind bender yeah Mm. rather than a a scary sort of you know make you jump sort of thing so yeah because the the ghosts themselves actually seemed fairly easy to deal with didn't Mm -hmm. they i mean they once once they trapped them in the the faraday cage which i like the idea of that that was cool Yeah. yeah once they trapped them in there that was kind of it wasn't it they the rest of the story was all about answering what they actually are about mm-hmm. so i think it yeah i think the, the first three quarters of this this episode are, are 
you know, really quite good, actually. I think it does lag a little bit, just slightly towards the end, uh, when it goes to trapped, because the threat's sort of taken away a bit. You sort of you, you're basically just looking for answers, but but yeah, I think that's the good thing about the episode is there are a lot of questions asked in this, so it does it does take its time. The, the episode is sort of um, you know it's paced to it's a slower paced episode basically, mm-hmm. but it does it does ask a lot of questions, so you can invest a lot into that. Yeah, um, and yeah. yeah, it does make it, it does make it sort of enjoyable because you're you know as i said i was on the second watch thinking oh yeah so what's going on there you know what's what's mm-hmm. that about and what's in that casket and there's a there's a lot to be answered in part two yes i was yeah. going to come on to that so did what did you think to the idea of so um the four phrases that they kept repeating which led to coordinates to retrieve this um it was a it was a stasis pod wasn't it um, yeah so that's kind of another little mini mystery isn't it like what's inside this pod yeah, what they call it, a suspended animation chamber. Yeah. So there's something in there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, that was, um, yeah. I'm, not I'm sure. hoping something's going to burst out of that. I'm really hoping that it's going to be a real shock. Something's going to, big is going to come out of that, I hope. Do you know what? You just read my mind, mate. I, I, oh, I'm right. really hoping for, like, a real shock factor with that. Mm. Like something, it's it's going to be something really, not just you open it up and it's like, oh, there's a there's a thing there. I'm hoping it's that, um, you know, not giving away spoilers here, but there have been pictures released by the BBC this week of the Fisher King, which, you know, that's not a spoiler. We all know he's in next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks amazing. I'm really looking forward to actually seeing him. Um, yeah, I'm kind of hoping he's going to burst out of that thing and go mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to see, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It was cool. And yeah, so the... I don't know if he'd fit in it, actually, thinking about it. He looks huge. Massive, yeah. No, I don't think yeah. he'd fit in there anyway. Mm. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I thought the so there was like a, some real kind of little mind bendy things in there where it kind of mm. you get to you trying to figure out what's going on along with the doctor and stuff. Supporting cast was pretty good to an extent. Mm-hmm. Okay, story wise, very cool. Um, pacing, very cool. Um, what did you think to Clara in this one? Didn't like her. You didn't like her. No, I thought okay. they, she'd gone back to being written as cocky, annoying, know it all nothing to do yeah she was one of the negatives for me of this episode uh, to be actually i'm being a little bit harsh because she wasn't bad she was very standard by numbers clara but if, if you remember the in the first part two parter um i was saying how much i liked clara she was very cool very assured in her performance yeah there was none of this you know oh, just the, the cockiness i just can't stand it um yeah, I didn't like the way she was written in this episode. I thought she was given very little to do, um, and she was just back to being a sort of gobby self, which I don't like. Um, and I know <laughs> a lot of people liked this scene, but I didn't. Um, the scenes where she's giving the Doctor prompt cards, I just groaned out loud. I mean, the Doctor's blimmin' 900 and something years old. He's been around the year. He doesn't need prompt cards to tell him how to talk to someone. Um, um I just thought that was so stupid. Um, although I did like, you know, the reference to Sarah Jade in there. Um, I have to say, <laughs> sort oh, of okay. con- yep. contradicting myself a little bit. I did like what was written on the card, but I really didn't like. I just didn't get that. So I was like, oh, "Don't be stupid." He doesn't need to be told how to talk to people. At least the Doctor. Did. It just undermined the Doctor's character for me that bit, and I just. I just didn't find it funny. But okay. I know I'm in the minority because everyone was telling me how much they liked that scene. <laughs> and I expect you were laughing out loud at it. Um, I wouldn't say I was laughing out loud. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was okay. Um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind the scene. It didn't, 
I can see what you mean, though. You know, like the doctor's some... not a fool. He doesn't. You know, I know this doctor is um, is un- insensitive. We know that, but he doesn't need blimmin' prompt cards. Come on. No. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's um, it's kind of one of those things where the I don't think they're saying that the doctor's like a buffoon or something like that. I think they're going down the angle of because this doctor is quite, um, for want of a better word, quite typically Scottish. You know where he's he's quite direct and doesn't hold back, and there's no mm. tact really. I'm not. I'm. I'm. Please. Oh my god, that's not anyway. <laughs> a, a, you know, a, a, a dig towards any Scottish people, but and, and that's not my opinion. But the way that they've portrayed the Doctor so far, mm. the twelfth Doctor anyway. That I think Clara mentioned it in an episode where she was like, you know, he's going to go all Scottish. Yes, stuff, yeah, she know. has said that. So yeah. I think that the way that they're trying to write the Doctor's character is that when he goes quote-unquote Scottish he doesn't really get the best out of people because he's very direct and very Mm. blunt and stuff like that so I think maybe they're just trying to soften you know that approach that he takes yeah I I get it I mean I to be honest with you my my main issue it's not really even with that scene it it's just I don't like the inconsistency in Clara's character like one minute she's like cool as a cucumber working for unit and she's sat opposite Missy. And the next minute she's jumping out the TARDIS and coming out with silly cocky lines and telling the doctor to come on. And I want adventure. And, you know, I, I don't know. There's just a, such an inconsistency in her character and performance that it, that it, it grates on me a bit. Right. Um, there's a strange scene as well. Um, I felt like it was padding actually, but, but I kind of like the scene, but it's where the doctor was in the TARDIS and she goes, she wants to, she's ready to go for the adventure and the doctor kind of reins her in do you know the scene i mean he's sort of like saying that, um don't go native or something there's only room for yeah. one of me yeah now now i quite like that scene and i mm-hmm. almost wonder if that was the moffat sort of trying to answer who fans who keep saying it's about clara and the doctor's saying look there's only one of me this is this is my yeah you know so i don't know if that was just the moffat throwing that in there for the fans but i i did kind of like that because that's how i feel like i feel like Clara does need to be reined in a bit. So I kind of liked that scene, but I thought it was an odd scene as well. Yeah. I mean, I think it, now you mention it, it, it probably does, um, it does have like a feeling of it was added in on yeah. top of the original script. And um, it's like the episode was running short on time and they needed to add in a few more minutes, to be honest. Because it, it wasn't necessary to the plot or anything. Yeah, not really. It was just a little, a little conversation, wasn't it, between those two? And it's the first um, time we've got a proper glimpse of the TARDIS mm. inside. Like, you know, we've seen it for a split second, but it's the first time we've actually been inside the TARDIS and seen the new, it looked a lot darker and they've sort of put sort of randals in, in a way, haven't they? It's sort of lit the circle. So there's yeah, kind of got yeah. randals now. And yeah. So it's bizarre. We didn't really get to see much of the TARDIS, but it's the first sort of glimpse we've got of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what did you think to Clara? I mean, am I, am I, am I just being a grumpy old, you know what, or, <laughs> or what? What did you think of Clara in this one? Um, I would, yeah, I, I thought that she was not at her best, really. And I think that is because of the script on this one. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I think that she wasn't, she wasn't too bad. And that's because she didn't really have a lot to do. Um, other than, the, you know, the scene towards the end where she's, um, she's luring the ghosts around the complex um, you know, other than that, she didn't really have a great deal to do. She was kind of just tagging along, really. Um, yeah. and, and and I think, yeah, that, that's just the writing. They just they just gave her like a typical companion, just follow the doctor and 
and you know and add your two cents in when needed sort of thing so yeah um but i didn't really have too much of a a complaint as such with her i didn't find her too too annoying or anything like that it was just i didn't really see her do much to be honest yeah i agree with that i mean i yeah as i said she was by numbers she wasn't she's by no means bad in this episode she's just very much by numbers like you said just with what she's given to do which wasn't very much yeah hmm. okay yeah so she was just kind of a me yeah <laughs> for know. me just just a bit yeah, yeah. very me... clingy as well i mean that's yeah. the only that's the only bit i did kind of like actually um was that she's very clingy like when the doctor they get separated at the end and the doctor's very much reminding me a bit of deep breath where he's just like well i can't come back for you i'll see you later and she's like really gutted, isn't she? She's really quite annoyed actually that she's been left behind. She got sidelined. Um, yeah, she got sidelined. And yeah, I, yeah it, that sort of that was quite good. I thought, yeah, again, we're seeing a bit more of the you know Clara's personality coming out a bit now, showing that she really does rely on the Doctor, um, and she really wants to lead his lifestyle. It's becoming apparent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So in that sense, she was good. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Capaldi. Mm. What did you think to um to Mister Scotland? I thought he was excellent. I really thought he was great in this episode. I thought he he looked like he was having a ball. Um, he was he was yeah he was given the odd clunky line. Something about Peter Andre in there that was a bit like what? Oh, mysterious girl. Yeah, so Ear, about the earworm thing. Yeah, the earworm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a bit again a bit sort of jarred in there. But um, but I like that and I like the the little joke about him. Why do I not have a radio in the TARDIS? So I made it into clockwork squirt squirt <laughs> whatever. And um, yeah, lots of nice lines. Uh, the bit where he was saying. I don't need you to translate sign language. I'm perfectly capable and then couldn't. Um, was nice <laughs> just seeing his sort of ego being b- battered down a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he had some nice scenes. I thought he was, was good in it. Um, he seems to be hitting the stride as the Doctor. I do sometimes, I think I touched on this last week, I do sometimes feel that he's, um, again, it's more the humour. I do sometimes feel that they are trying to, I can only say write him a little bit like Matt Smith. It's not really what I mean, but trying to add in a little bit of humour and softening the character, which sometimes I don't think quite works with him. But yeah, overall, I thought he was really good. I'm, I'm just loving Capaldi. Yeah, and I, I, I felt that way a couple of times as well, where, you know, do we really need his character to be softened up at all? No, I don't think we do. You know, I think there have been a couple of occasions where, like the prompt cards is a good example, where mm. we've obviously got this um, this doctor and we've got Capaldi playing this character in a certain way that comes across as very non no not taking any nonsense from anybody and just pushing ahead and there isn't much tact, you know. And yeah. I, and I feel like, well, do we really need to have him softened up? You know, because it's very entertaining to watch and it's very cool to have him like that. So, um, I sometimes think when he's given a line of like um, when like when I met Shirley Bassey, he kind of says it quick as if he's not comfortable. He just wants to throw that line out there and get. I sometimes feel that he doesn't quite suit those silly lines that would have been much better suited to Matt Smith's doctor. Like yes, this mysterious yeah. girl where he said I was singing it for weeks or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. I sometimes feel like he doesn't need those silly lines. Um, just yeah. play him as, as you do, you know, for 99% of the time, that sort of dark incentive doctor. Like I, can you imagine like William Hartnell's doctor, uh, being given prompt cards by Susan. It'd blame and knock him out. <laughs> don't be silly, girl. It'd knock him out of her hand. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it, it doesn't need softening. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I'll read you. And um, so overall, I think I I really enjoyed Capaldi in this one. Yeah, he's great in it, I think. Yeah. Like the way he delivered his lines, the way he's just all over the place, just 
it's just so it was awesome to watch and mm. I, and i think and i think this is for me this is the best that i've seen or, or one of the best times that i've seen capaldi since yeah. he's been the doctor it's just so like in the in the audio clip that we played there's that scene where he's kind of um going through the motions in his mind and he's almost like he's speaking out loud and just mm. the way that he's talking to people and to clara especially where um you know he's like you know they're not autons you know <laughs> they're not just people like zipping. It, it, just the way he delivered stuff it just it was just a smile on my face the whole time i was watching him yeah i, so. I was gonna say this this episode's got that great um scene in it actually you're saying about him delivering lines it's got that bit where he says um it's impossible i hate it i want to kiss it to death oh yeah and yeah. that's a perfect example of what you're talking about isn't it just the way he delivers it and he's relishing every line and just the look of his haggard face and everything <laughs> it's just that is just yeah it's just brilliant i think yeah yeah, yeah. it's really cool yeah they're not flesh avatars they're not <laughs> autons you know it's just i don't know it's just really cool and also we we went the other end though so in for the, the, the oh my god for the majority of the episode he's kind of very much in charge um and taking control and that kind of thing and he's quite assertive but there's that bit at the beginning where he's talking to the tardis mm. and he's like you're not happy you know and he's kind of stroking the console almost yeah and stuff like that and he's like he can sense that something's not right and that's a lovely moment with the with the TARDIS, you know. Yeah. Where he, he can, he's like, "You're not happy," you know. Something's not right. So I, that was a really cool scene, and that that kind of set up the. Um, that's another question as well that hasn't been answered yet in this episode, and that is why he thinks the TARDIS isn't happy. Yeah, yeah, because he said the TARDIS won't. When Clara wanted him to, she she was like, "Well, come and get me. Just jump and TARDIS, come and get me." And he's like, "No, the TARDIS won't go there. Doesn't That's like right. the ghost." Yeah, yeah. So the TARDIS isn't happy. Mm. I was just thinking, actually, from what you were saying just there. I mean, if you want to soften the Doctor, you don't have to give him sort of comical lines. You just give him nice scenes like that, um, or you just give him. I'm thinking of the scene where they're on that that beach. Um, what episode was that? There's a scene where him and Clara are on a beach and he's just playing with the pebbles with a stick at the end of an episode in the in last series, sorry, in series eight. You know, lovely, yep. just yep. a lovely, calm scene. You know, if you want to soften the Doctor, you don't need to give him silly Matt Smith lines. Just just give him scenes like that. Yeah. And they, they can be very, very, you know, very, very subtle. Just you can see the Doctor cares. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I really, really liked Capaldi in this one. Yes, I thought he was superb. Thought, I, I think yeah. he's hitting his stride, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to mention about this episode? Um, so, uh, well, the, the, sorry, the ghost character. The um, the the kind of hamster-looking guy in the top hat. Yeah, well, that's Paul Kay, isn't it? Is that his name? Um, Paul Kay? He's a guest. <laughs> he's supposed to be the guest artist. I'm assuming we're going to see a bit more of him next week. But yeah. is, it, is that his name, Paul Kay? I can't remember now. Yeah. yeah, Paul K. Paul K. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think that's him, isn't it? Yeah. So the doctor yeah. actually figures out um, who he is, doesn't he? Or at least what his race is. Yes. Um, and it's kind of um, he's kind of a like a cowardice kind of race, isn't it? Where um, uh, let me just think back. I have to think back to when that scene where the doctor's explaining that. Um, because he 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 figures out what planet they're from. Mm. Is it is it 
Tivoli? Tivoli? Oh, yeah, this is the one that was in the God Complex, yeah? The, yes. the David, David Williams character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Which is another Toby Whithouse yeah. uh, script, isn't it? Um, yeah, so he's he's the same race. The same race, isn't he? Yeah. And he's got like this kind of hamstery, gerbil-looking face, hasn't he? Yeah. He's not human at all. So um, that was just another one of those questions just going around in my head, round and round and round, like, you know, what what's this guy about? Yeah, because we haven't really seen, we've only really seen him in the ghost form yet. But yeah, looking at the promo pictures from uh, this week's, yeah, he's obviously going to get to see him. As I say, we're going to get to see more of him, presumably, as the, like you said, the ratty type creature, wherever they are. Yeah. 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 See, it's a long time since I've watched the Gold Complex. In fact, um, I'd forgotten that David Williams was ever in Doc 2. But yeah, he plays that sort of, yeah, it's sort of quite a ratty sort of type character, isn't it? So yeah, I don't know quite what we're going to get next week. Um, be interesting to see actually. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it when they throw in little bits like that, hark back to another episode. I quite like that. Yeah. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll get to see a bit more of Paul K. Um, he's, yeah, he's quite a liked actor, so hopefully he'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to be honest with you, yeah, I haven't really got much more to say. The only thing I, I did like the cliffhanger. Oh, um, the cliffhanger, of course. I, I yeah. just thought it was visually great. I just looked, just Capaldi as a ghost drifting towards you in the sea i just loved it uh, i mean maybe not the strongest cliffhanger but i thought it was a good a good enough cliffhanger i really just visually brilliant yeah i was just like oh look at that yeah 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 i thought oh, god how could we you know miss the cliffhanger but i thought that was awesome the cliffhanger it yeah. was the um i know we've spoken about clara a little bit and her not being amazing in this episode but that bit at the end where she realizes that it's the doctor as a as a ghost I thought that was really cool. And when you see him coming towards the, the base underwater, he just looks so good. Mm. It was really well done. And I love the cliffhangers back in Doctor Who. Yeah, me too. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. In fact, to, to going back to you saying about it, having an old school feel as well, just the Doctor going in the TARDIS and going back, you know, in time and just these little touches like that, just very much reminds me of the old series where, because a lot of the time in Doctor Who now, it, um, the TARDIS lands, we see it at the start, and then they get in it at the end and go. Um, whereas in the old series, they used to use the TARDIS a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and so that, again, in this episode, reminded me a bit more of the old series, the Doctor actually using the TARDIS to help solve, you know, the, the mystery. Um, but, yeah, great cliffhanger. I loved it. And I did, like you said, when Clara was like, who's that coming towards the, you know, who, who's dead? And obviously it's from the past. I just thought, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see it because it goes a bit timey-wimey, doesn't it? Mm. Towards, oh, that's yeah. what I loved about it, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, they did, it did make me sort of immediately want to watch part two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which I'm really, <laughs> really, really looking forward to seeing, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Scores, my good man. Well, do, uh, do you know me what? first, I think. It's you first, yeah. Um, wowzers. Um, I'm going to give this one... An eight point five. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. That's that's on par with which is familiar, I think, with mm-hmm. you, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you did enjoy it. Um, this might surprise you actually. I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Um, if I'd have if I'd have scored it after a first watch, I probably would have given it a seven. Uh, right. But I it really went up for me on a second watch. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I think I, I watched it more as a sort of part one, if that makes sense. I think just kind of looked at it as, as the setup for the next story. Right. Uh, and I, I, I did enjoy it. So, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. 8 out of 10? Yeah. Okay. 
I, I had a feeling you were going to score it lower than that, so that's quite cool. I, I, I as I said, I, I would have done on the first watch. I, I would have definitely scored it lower, but no, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it much more cool, on yeah, a second cool. watch. Yeah, and I'm glad about that because, um, yeah, I, I don't want to not enjoy Doctor Who. So yeah, I'm glad that I, I enjoyed it more. Yeah, yeah. Moral of the story is, don't leave anything to a first watch. <laughs> no, <laughs> always watch stuff, you know, at least twice. <laughs> well, I think it's the pacing, you know, because my expectations were so high. After after uh, the witch is familiar and, and magician's apprentice, I was just like, "Oh right, where are we going now?" And the pacing of this episode is so different that it just kind of knocked me a bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. I so I, on, so yeah. on the first watch, I was just finding myself thinking, "Come on, let's get going." Whereas on the second watch, I was thinking, "No, sit back, enjoy the story, take in the questions, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know, and enjoy the build up for the for the next part, which is exactly what this episode is." And yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good stuff. Yeah, so what did our listeners think then? Did our they enjoy listeners. it? Let's find yeah. out. Um, so before um, we get onto Facebook, let's play our first audio review. Oh, cool. Uh, this is from uh, Joe Sweeney. Hello, Big Blue Box. Hope you, hope you boys are well. And here is my review of um, Under the Lake. It was quite a good episode. It was fairly well written. And I like the concept of the story. Um, and I like I like the ghosts. They were quite cool, and I'll be more interested to find out like who they are and, and where they came from. And I hope they get explained in next episode. And I like they um, uh, and also I like the change in the TARDIS interior, and I also like the round things being back again. So that, that means they've um, they've gone back to the classical roots of the series. So so it's good now that the round things are are finally back now. And I'm not liking the Sonic Shades that much. And I'm one of you guys that I really think the screwdriver needs to come back. But I think the Sonic Shades are going to last through the whole series. And I just hope that it doesn't last throughout Capaldi's era. But I, I think the reason, reason behind it is because the, the first Doctor and the fifth Doctor, I think, they didn't have screwdrivers. And also, I remember Capaldi saying that he wants his Doctor to be more old-fashioned and not modern, because because I remember he he grew up with the series and he's a big fan, so I can understand why he didn't want his Doctor to have a screwdriver. Anyway, mo- moving on to the point, um, the Doctor a lot like the Doctor and Clara's relationship. I think is getting more stronger now in this series because if you think back in the last series, the Clara and Doctor's relationship was on and off because Clara was more defensive about this doctor and taking a shine to him and then it's more of a doctor like trying to understand about himself and understand about humans but I think now it's getting really really strong now and they're more comfortable around each other so I'm really liking that now so anyway um I will score under the leg um a big score of eight out of ten Oh, and also, I like the cliffhanger. Then that 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 really leaving me wanting more. Okay, then. Um, hope you hope you guys enjoy the podcast, and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you very much, Joe. Thanks, Joe. I agree. I love the fact we've got the round things back. I, round I think balls. that's down to Capaldi. I think he's he's demanded that they come back. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, I get the feeling he's he's sort of 
you know, gives them off the odd nudge and says, hey, get those, get these in. And, you know, yeah. And Sonic Shades, mate, what's your opinion on these? Oh, uh, yes, the Sonic Shades. Um, I'm not really a fan, mate. I'll be honest with you. Nor am I. I think it's a, a very kind of trendy-ish uh, kind of trying to modernise stuff a little bit, but I'm just I just don't buy it at the moment. It's just not it's not visual enough. You know, the sonic screwdrivers, like I said, it's meant to be a tool that you can actually do stuff with and it's got lights and it makes a good sound and stuff. Whereas the shades, they just they just don't do it for me, buddy. They're just a pair of shades. Yeah, yep. they don't do it for me either. I just don't want to see too much of them. I, every time the doctor gets them out and starts cleaning them, I'm like, no, put them away. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not digging them. I'm wondering, are we going to get some Sonic Shades um, TV remotes? Because <laughs> if they're not doing the Sonic uh, remote TV remotes, you know, if he's not using Sonic, are they going to do Sonic Shade ones? Will we be, will we be sat here next year wearing shades, changing the channel? Possibly. Well, we'll see. Yeah, that'll <laughs> yeah, be weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see too much of the Sonic Shade, so they're already starting to do my head in. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's just one of those things where there's, you know, if it's, if it's not, if it isn't broken, and don't fix it. Mm. Everyone loves the Sonics. I don't know why they got rid of them, but yeah, I guess yeah. it'll be when he he's bound to finally get a Sonic back. I guess it'll be, you know, it's, you always miss something when it's not around, don't you? So I have a feeling that in the last episode, something he's going to. I sort of imagine it like R2-D2 when he pops out that new lightsaber in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I just got a vision of, of the new Sonic popping out of the TARDIS console in, in the final or something. That's what I reckon. That would be, that'd be amazing. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. If I don't get it, I'll be smashing the TV set. Yeah, Moffat. <laughs> Come on, Moff. Right, let's uh, jump back and do a few more reviews. Um, mm -hmm. Facebook, Lewis Palmer. Uh, he says, what an episode. I liked it so much more. I liked it so much more than the opener, and it's now my favourite Peter Capaldi episode so far. Ooh. Um, obviously, I can't say that uh, say that properly because I need to watch the next episode. But God, I adored this. Uh, the crew were great. The ghosts, the ghosts were creepy, and Toby Whithouse has actually made me like Clara. Really interesting <laughs> for you, Adam. Uh, no, I'm not making that up. Um, she's still inconsistent, but I like her attitude in this episode. Um, Nine point five out of ten. Wow! For the first time in a while, I'm genuinely looking forward to next week. Mm, I am too. Yeah. Uh, ben Smith, um, a fantastic episode, a little slower in places, but it never dragged. Uh, Peter gives one of his strongest performances, but Clara felt a little weak. Uh, the supporting cast is absolutely fantastic, especially Cass. Uh, it's great to see a deaf actress in Doctor Who. Uh, the ghosts were creepy and were great villains. The social cards were very funny and the cliffhanger was amazing. Mm. Um, if the second part keeps up to this standard, it will be a classic 9 out of 10. Yeah, standards are getting high, aren't they? Which is great. They are. So we've got to keep it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Anthony. Uh, wow, what an absolutely amazing episode. Um, to be honest, at first, I wasn't really excited for this episode as the trailer certainly didn't do it justice. So I was pleasantly surprised to realise that not only was it a great story, it was absolutely perfect. Uh, the supporting cast were great. Um, usually on episodes, the supporting cast are stale characters, which is uh, which we couldn't care less about. But in this episode, we instantly grew to like them and worry about their fate, and they were in danger. Mm. Um, as always, Capaldi continues to be a brilliant Doctor. I may even go as far as saying he is the this is his best episode yet. Um, this was a magnificent start to a two-parter written by Toby Whithouse, and even with my critique cap on, I'm happily giving this ten out of ten. Wow, ten out of ten. Yeah, Yanto Williams. Uh, Short and sweet as always. On a rewatch, it was pretty good. Can't wait for part two. <laughs> cool. Um, Thomas Andrew Evans. 
what a great episode. Wasn't too sure going into it as it didn't seem too good, but after watching it, I was very satisfied. Uh, Storyline was gripping throughout and I left uh, and I felt that the ghosts were very spine chilling. Nine out of ten. Uh, Will Lloyd, uh, after a truly awful season opener, this oh, episode what? is one of the rare few I actually enjoyed. Mm. Full of suspense and base under siege elements made this a pretty decent episode. Uh, cool. Jeff Waddle. Ah, Jeff. Our friend Jeff. Now, he didn't, he, he's not been too sure so far, so what did he think of this one? Yeah. Uh, good old-fashioned who, with hey. Capaldi playing Tom Baker. Uh, took me right back to the glory years. Uh, a remake upgrade on the Satan pit, but so what? Um, and that was one of the few tenant ones that I liked. Uh, he gave it a nine out of ten. Oh, cool! I'm glad you glad you enjoyed that one, Jeff. I yeah. was getting worried. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Callum Johnston, uh, love this one. Maybe even more than the first two-parter. Great story and great acting. Reminded me of Waters of Mars and the Impossible Planet. Overall, I'd give it nine point five out of ten. Hopefully, part two doesn't disappoint. Mm, hopefully not. Let's do another audio review. This is our friend Alex Kingdom. Uh, hello, Gary and Adam from the Big Blue Box podcast. This is my review of Underlake on Alex Kingdom. And I'd have to say this was a fantastic episode. Uh, I'm going to start off with talking about some of the characters. So we have the Doctor. This is funny to me, guys, because Toby Whithouse knows how to write the Doctor better than Stephen Moffat, in my opinion. I mean, in Series 9 opener, yeah. Body was getting a bit bumbly and I didn't know, know whether he would get a treatment that he shouldn't get because he was great in Series 8 and didn't want him to get too bumbly. So I was happy that he's back to insulting people and just hilarious. Clara was okay, I guess. She didn't really get a lot to do. Uh, and also no offence to Jenna Coleman, but yeah. The, the crewmate are great, Cass is fantastic, Lun is great, O'Donnell, Pritchard, oh Pritchard, I don't like Pritchard, I think he's too stereotypical for me personally, but the other one's alright, I can't remember his name, the one that wore glasses. The ghosts looked fantastic and I really liked the uh, like how they looked, definitely great use of special effects there. You could the the way you could see like the back of their brain because of the blacked out eyes is great. Uh, the only bad thing I would say about this episode is that the the dubstep music. I don't like dubstep music and it doesn't suit Doctor Who for me. Uh, so yeah, and the cliffhanger. Oh, I love the cliffhanger with the, the ghost doctor. I know it's a rehashed. Oh, the doctor's dying. But this time it's not, it's set, the Doctor's dying. It's, oh, oh dear, what, how is the Doctor going to get out of this one? Because we all know he will. But I think with that sort of um, cliffhanger, you need, to, you need to get the Doctor to have a good way out of that. And I think Ted Whithouse can do that. Uh, so, yeah, I give this episode 10 out of 10. Uh, keep going, Garrett, and Adam. And keep going with the podcast, doing great. Thank you very much, Alex. Wow, do you know what? I agreed with so much of what Alex just said there. Mm -hmm. That was incredible. That was like listening to a younger me because that is so, you're spot on, Alex. All the bumbling stuff, the way that Moffat wrote the Doctor, and I totally agree with you. Yeah, wow, absolutely, mate. I, I, I know I gave it a lower score than you, but apart from that, I agree with everything you just said. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. cheers. Cheers, Alex. Uh, back to Facebook, Cousins 2019. 
Uh, wow, what can I say about this episode? Uh, love the TARDIS landing and not liking the place, and we get to see inside of it. Um, the idea of the ghosts are nice, but I don't think they were used to their full potential. Not really any jump scare moments, but I think they were, but I think they were trying to. Uh, the underwater feature of the episode wasn't used to its full potential, apart from the guy dying at the end where the Doctor and Clara get separated. Uh, love the episode and wonder what um, what that writing on the spaceship is. Looks like Clara has got an iPhone 6 now. <laughs> uh, I rate this episode 8.5. Thank you very much. Uh, Jamie Ackerley. Uh, immediate reaction was that it felt lacklustre and there was something missing. Ooh. I missed Missy. Uh, however, on second... In brackets, okay, fourth viewing. It's an it's an absolute stunner. Yeah, uh, it invoked um, for me that chilling sense of creeping terror and tension that I always had as a child when watching. Uh, the supporting cast were excellent. I can almost imagine a new companion pairing of the two characters that escape with the Doctor. Um, would definitely like to see more folk aboard the TARDIS. Uh, the ghosts look great. The setting claustrophobic and unsettling. Roll on next week. Nine out of ten. Cool. Uh, Sammy Satine, uh, I have watched Under Lake twice now, and I think it was lackluster. The ghosts were visually good, but as they, um, but as a threat, they were not that threatening. Uh, I felt once uh, they were trapped, it was over, uh, and then the water came. And to be honest, the water was not a good replacement in this instance. Uh, I felt more scared by the water in Waters of Mars than I did during this episode. I like Cass; I think she is awesome, but I felt like we've seen a lot of base under siege stories, and this one failed to deliver. Hoping before the flood is better. Uh, Roxanne Samursky. Uh, I really like this episode. The setting was different and toned down, not very flashy. And it reminded me a lot of Classic Who, but obviously a more modern set. Uh, it was a slower pace, but because they're stretching one story into two episodes, there was time for more dialogue, which is very different than the last few seasons. I'll put a pound in the swear jar for you. Uh, it was almost shocking to me um, when they were talking during a scene and my brain was waiting for them to be running and jumping and yelling or flailing about or whatever. Uh, it was a good episode. I'm looking forward to the next episode uh, to see where the story ends up. But overall, really enjoyed it. Um, it was more thoughtful and less manic. 8.5. Nick English. Uh, at first, I was a little disappointed when I watched the trailer for this episode. I thought it was going to be an, origi an unoriginal story with typical ghost spirit creatures, um, but I was pleasantly surprised at this episode. Uh, I think what makes it so great is that Capaldi is finally coming into his own as the Doctor and is a joy to watch. I love that they have a character that speaks sign language. I am super excited for next episode, 8 out of 10. Uh, Matt from Who Alex Reviews. Uh, Under the Lake... Um, was a was a good not great start to this two-parter it started really well with action intensity the ghosts were great and uh where the group we met 12 and clara were back to to their best in this story too however the pacing was all over the place after 20 minutes of action the episode came to a sudden stop once the ghosts were trapped the threat was lost and the episode became incredibly boring with too many talking scenes before we finally got some action with the cliffhanger Mm. Um, and gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah, see, I think Matt's Matt's thoughts echo mine when I first watched it. Matt, give it another watch, Matt. You might enjoy it more. Yeah. And our friend Louise from Loopy Land. Hello, Louise. Uh, 
Now, that was a proper Doctor Who episode. So ah. much better than the first two-parter. I absolutely loved everything about it. Wonderful to see a deaf character represented and a deaf actor playing the part. Also, Capaldi rocks. Cannot wait for part two. Nine out of ten. Oh, I'm so glad Louise is back on board because she was, yeah, she didn't enjoy the first two that much, did she? Nah, bless her. Cool. And we got a final audio review. This is from our buddy Jay Kent. Under the lake, under the lake, <laughs> darling, it's spooky down where it's spooky, for goodness sake. Let's not sing anymore. Hi, Gary and Adam, it's me, Jay, here to review Under the Lake, which was a lovely episode. Um, you know, it's really great. It's nothing spectacular, but it was enjoyable. It's those enjoyable episodes, which I love. Now, let's get on with it. The ghosts, ghosts in quotation marks, were really creepy. I mean, with their eyes gouged out, you could see the back of their heads and their visual effects. I don't know. It's, they weren't like creepy, exorcist, scary, but they were just, oh, they gave me chills. I don't know. Uh, I like that you saw the Doctor was more of a father figure to Clara as they're seen in the TARDIS where, like, had a conversation. It was just, oh, that's nice. He's more of a father than a boyfriend or lover now, which I love that. Uh, the cards, I'm sorry, Adam, I know you're not too keen on them, but the cards that Doctor have, I found that great because it seems like an idea that Clara would force the Doctor to do to just, like, help him brush up on his rudeness and his harshness. So I like that idea. The deaf character, this is my favourite bit. Oh, I loved her. I mean, it's nice to have a bit of diversity, and it's always great. And it didn't feel forced, and I like that she was strong and that she was, uh, her, like, her own character, despite her disabilities. That was great. Few things I need to point out. Uh, didn't see the necessity of it being underwater. I mean, could have been anywhere else, unless it's, like, has something to do with the next episode. It just didn't have to be underwater. Uh, it was a bit slow-paced in some parts, so I like, lost it a bit, I don't know. And Sonic sunglasses, I hate them. I, I will always have a grudge for them, I don't care. And uh, the cliffhanger, not a, oh, I love the cliffhanger, but I think I could see right through it. Ghost pun, okay. <laughs> Goodbye, have a nice rest of the show, bye. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely singing voice Jay's got. Yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, More cheers, Jay. Cheers, Jay. It's very cool. <laughs> uh, and that does it for uh, reviews from Facebook on the official page. Anything on Geeks? Yeah, a couple on Geeks. Uh, Mark Keane, he says, not great. Personally, I don't think the writing has been that good so far this series, but it was okay. Just the personal thing, but I am still enjoying it. So, yeah, Mark, not so keen. <laughs> Fraser Lockley, really enjoyed it. Capaldi is getting better and better. Oh, and a proper cliffhanger too, Fraser says. <laughs> Dean Jones, I quite enjoyed it. An old-fashioned base under siege-style story, but felt similar to the likes of The Impossible Planet, Satan Bit, and The Waters of Mars. But I am looking forward to Before the Flood next week. Yeah. <laughs> Liv Bailey, I found it dull and too slow in some parts. A bit of a letdown. Mm. Mm. Um, Aaron David Cavier. Cavier? Why doesn't Tony write more for Doctor Who? That was an amazing best episode ever in brackets. Wow. So really cool. loving it. Yep. Yeah. Um, Kieran Knight really enjoyed it. Loved how in control Capaldi's Doctor was, especially in the scene when he tells the guy on the phone to put the place under quarantine. The black guy died first again, but probably just a coincidence. <laughs> what? Uh, lots <laughs> of funny lines and also quite scary. Thankfully, the crew were quite likable overall yeah i suppose so clara is very inconsistent but i do prefer this version of her no can't agree with that the second half of the episode maybe has a little too much information in it but still an awesome first part okay okay uh 
Jonas Sorensen. Uh, I can't believe how great it was. I really liked it. The previous two episodes, I'm really impressed so far with the season. Okay. Stuart Stockwin, short and sweet. Thought it was an okay episode, 7.5 out of 10. Uh, Steph Dorwood, best episode for many years. And every time you think Peter has reached the highest point, he keeps going. Hmm. Lee Collins, another fantastic episode. And Helen Jones. <laughs> Helen always gives us a brilliantly... Um, review of the episode she says another brilliant episode i love the claustrophobic underwater setting the ghosts are wonderful sinister supporting cast excellent and peter capaldi is rapidly heading towards perfection as the doctor every episode he seems to pull more of the doctor's personality out of the bag and is an absolute joy to watch yet again though clara doesn't really have anything outstanding to do yeah she's getting a little bit left behind yep. although the scene where she tells the doctor to use prompt cards was a lovely moment between the two of them maybe i've just got to use to the companion centered storylines of recent series and i should embrace the stronger focus of the doctor and the other characters in the episode on the subject of prompt cards love the reference to sarah jane being left in aberdeen and finally what a cliffhanger um i'm so glad the cliffhangers have returned this week's felt like a real how the hell is he going to get out <laughs> of this moment yeah. real edge of the seat stuff nine out of ten Whoa. and finally harry westergaard i really liked it i think it would have I think it works better as a two-parter than the last one. The ghosts were really cool and made for a good monster. I can't wait for part two. I did enjoy the cliffhanger, but I think we all kind of know the Doctor isn't really a ghost. Well, we'll have to wait and see next week. We will. Yeah, which is, I'm very excited, actually. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing how this all comes together. I think we all are, mate. Yeah. Yeah, these two-parters, I think they're onto something with these. Yeah, definitely. It's working well, isn't it, yeah. so far? Yeah. So, 8.5 from me, 8 from you. Yes. Another high score. Mm, for series good. 9 so far. Let's hope that continues. Yes. Silly question, but Adam, mm. what are we doing next week? Next week? <laughs> well, do you know, I still have to keep checking these titles because I do get them a bit muddled. We are doing Before the Flood. Before the Flood, yes, <laughs> before of the, Yeah, not Under the Flood or Before the Lake or whatever. I keep getting them all muddled up. Yeah, Before the Flood next week. I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see if uh, Toby Whithouse pulls it out of the bag. Yeah, indeed. Um, so thank you guys very much for posting your uh, comments and sending in your audio clips and, and all that jazz. Very much appreciated. We love it when you guys... Uh, send us your thoughts we love reading them out uh, and I think we will wrap there buddy okay thank you thank you for joining us for episode 59 it's been good having you aboard the TARDIS yeah, I enjoyed talking through that one. Yeah, it's very cool, and um, yeah, it was. It's kind of cool to um, to not reveal all of our feelings immediately afterwards. Mm. It's it's uh, it's nice that you guys get to listen to us, you know, tell each other our thoughts on it for the first time, which is quite cool. Trivia. Last week we asked you, what is the first story to mention that the Doctor has two hearts? And it wasn't a book or an audio play. It was an actual story from TV. And uh, the answer was Spearhead from Space. Mm, classic John Pertwee. Yes, which was the, the scene at the big, uh, near the beginning when he's in the hospital. And they're very confused over his x-rays and stuff like that. 
And a couple of people got that right. We had Max Baird on Facebook and Peter Adamson on Twitter. Well done, guys. Well done, indeed. And this week's question is, seeing as we, um, we were on the subject of fruit last week with the whole banana thing, uh, this week's question is, Tom Baker um, famously wanted a talking version of which vegetable as a companion? <laughs> yes. Only Tom, Tom. Yeah. Tom Baker wanted a talking version of which vegetable as a companion? Uh, send us your answer on Twitter or Facebook or email, whatever you like, and we'll read the correct ones out next week. So thank you very much again uh, for sticking with us. Um, head over to the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. Um, you can listen to last week and all the other episodes on there. And you can also find links to Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, and also you can subscribe. Um, there's a link off to iTunes or RSS, whatever you prefer, so that you never miss an episode. Uh, also, be sure to check out Adam's uh, channel on YouTube, The Geek's Handbag. He's also on Facebook as well. Mm, got Star Wars. Just finished editing a Star Wars video that you might like. Oh, yay. New Star Wars merch, yeah. Cool, Could, man. could I get that blimmin' BB-8 to work? Oh, no. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, looking forward to that. Uh, we will see you guys uh, next week um, when we review Saturday's episode, so enjoy that. We'll hopefully see some of you in Chiswick tomorrow um, for the signing spectacular. Um, but until next week, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... Uh, and